the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 630 The Word is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our AM 630 The Word Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Marcus Burgos. Thank you and welcome once again to Church of the Week here on AM 630 The Word. You know, I I often say this, and I thank God for the national preachers, those men and women that have dedicated their lives to traveling all over the world and and preaching and and doing these, these big crusades, and they pray and they preach, and we love them and we appreciate them so much. But there's something, a special place in my heart for the local ministry for the pastors and ministries that are in our backyard, for those men and women that we call when we're sick, for when somebody's in the hospital, we call them at 3 o'clock in the morning. Uh, we, we don't probably call the national preacher. We call the local pastor, the pastor that rolls up his sleeves and ministers to us, the pastor that ministers to our children, and the pastor that cries when we cry and laughs when we laugh and and celebrates with us. And I have the honor today, once again, to host one of our local pastors, our, our churches here in San Antonio. And we, we love we love San Antonio and we love our ministries. The Bible tells us that that we need to shine. Shine. The Bible says, Arise and shine because your light has come. And one of the places that, that we want to shine a light on today is Blue Jean Church. And, and yes, uh, that, that, that is, that is the name of the church and we appreciate it. And we're here with Pastor Jerry Wyman, the pastor, senior pastor of Blue Jean Church. Jerry, thank you for coming. Welcome to, uh, Church of the Week. Well, it's good to be here with you. I look forward to our conversation today. It's, it's usually a lot of fun. Yeah. I hope so. I, hope so. I, 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 hope it, I hope it will be, and I expect it to be. Because you and I, we've known each other for some time now. Yeah, for what, about three years, three, four years? About like three that. years. We got together under, under the cover of uh, Oak, Hills, Oak Hills Church, and we were doing a Believe together. Yes, that was a great series. Enjoyed that, doing that and meeting all the different pastors and praying together and really trying to see if we could work together to reach our city. So that's always very important. And I, I appreciate when when San Antonio comes together, and and it sometimes those those that preach unity and those that preach love are sometimes those that are hardest to get in the same room. Yeah, I think we've we sometimes think it's our church, but it's his church, and there's only one church. Yes. And so uh, when we can somehow come together as one church, I think we're more powerful and we have more resources to reach our our city for Christ. That's right, and that's the point. Yep, that is the point. Isn't that why we why we do what we do? Yeah. I think when we get on an island, that's when we can't uh, accomplish all that God wants us to accomplish. It gets dangerous, and we miss the mark. We sure do. We sure do. So, Jerry, tell me, um, I'm not from San Antonio. I, I came here a couple of years ago. I snuck in, and uh, I'm here now, and I appreciate it. Uh, what is, What is your story? How did you get to San Antonio? Well, I came the long 
long distance way. I'm yeah. originally from Indiana. All right. Uh, started out in ministry in Indiana. Was uh, grew up in Indiana, uh, and then after Bible college, I ended up going uh, to Alabama. In All right. A small little town called Ohatchee, if you can imagine that. It's not even on most maps. <laughs> uh, I know that when we first got there, uh, in view of a call, I remember driving in and going, where's the city? And uh, me and my wife spent the night crying in a hotel because we go, God, why are you sending us to this place? And uh, uh, But we knew it was what God wanted us to do. So we yeah. started out, went from Indiana, Indianapolis, working uh, with youth. Uh, then we went to Al- uh, Alabama. Uh, we're in two different churches in Alabama, and then we ended up going to Florida, Niceville, Fort Walton Beach. It was real nice. Yeah. Um, and then from there, we came to San Antonio. The first, I've been in ministry a little over 40 years. Wow. The uh, first 30 years were mostly youth ministry, children's ministry, teaching pastor type mm-hmm. ministries, but mostly youth. Um, and uh, then we got, ended up coming to San Antonio and really, um, uh, Coming to San Antonio was not one of those moves I wanted to make, in yeah. all honesty. I've come to love San Antonio, but I can tell you when I first came here, uh, now almost uh, 20 years ago, uh, it was not a place I wanted to be. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought God was sending me here to punish me for some reason. <laughs> what did I do wrong? Uh, what did I do wrong, God? <laughs> and uh, uh, But saw that God had a great plan in, in uh, bringing me here and uh, we came to a church, had a, developed one of the larger youth ministries in town at the time. Really? Uh, we had probably between 150 and 175 kids on a weekly basis coming wow. to our youth ministry. Saw a lot of kids get saved and saw a lot of kids uh, go on that, even to, the, to this day are in ministry. And mm-hmm. so, um, but then here about uh, oh, 11, 12 years ago back, I started to feel like God was wanting to do something different. Yeah. I didn't know what that meant. Uh, so I spent a long period of time praying um, and not getting any answers from God. Sometimes God doesn't answer you right away. Yeah. He wants to see how desperate you are. Mm-hmm. So uh, I had about a year where I just, God was silent. And, and people asked me, well, God's silent? Yes, I couldn't get an answer from God. Uh, but all of a sudden, one night, God just uh, said, are you tired, tired of doing anything, doing anything your way? And uh, I said, God, I don't care what you want me to do. I don't care where you want me to go. I, don't, I just want to know exactly what you want me to do. And so it was out of that that I developed a group of people that started praying with me every Sunday night. And out of that, we came to start the Blue Jean Church. I was kind of uh, disillusioned or maybe fed up with the big church. I'd, I'd been in a number of big churches and right. big ministries. Um, and I just was tired of some of the things that I experienced. Uh, I wanted to get back to... Uh, when we started the church, the small group of people that were praying with me, I said, I, I want to throw out all that we know about church, yeah, all that we've ever experienced. And I want us to take the Bible. And we took the book of Acts. And I said, let's forget, try to forget all we know about church. And if we had nothing to know about the Bible but the book of Acts, what would the church look like? Wow. And so that's how we developed the concept of uh, what, we, what we call the Blue Jean Church. Yeah. Um, and so we've been going almost 10 years now, and um, it's been the hardest 10 years of my life, but it's been the most rewarding 10 yeah. years of my life. God, I've seen God do probably more miracles in the last 10 years than probably the previous 30 years of ministry. So um, 
it's been a wild ride the last 10 years. Amen. So, yeah. But I'm glad I'm glad you you stayed in San Antonio. Yeah. Well, we you know sometimes you you go a place and you, you ask you go God why and God doesn't always answer the why. Hardly ever I have I, found. I found that he God's ways are higher than our ways and I've come to understand that my little pea brain can't uh-huh. understand the infinite all the time. Exactly. And so uh, I've uh, learned instead of saying why and go okay God what do you want me to do. Mm-hmm. And and out of that, God's given me the direction He wanted me. And, and coming to San Antonio, I saw God do great things to my own children, who when they came here, they didn't want to come here either because right. they're both teenagers. Oh wow! And that was rough on them. Yeah. Um, but if you ask them today, they're both grown and married and in ministry. And if you ask them today, they would say coming to San Antonio was one of the greatest things that wow. happened to them. So, That's a great testimony. Yeah. That's a great testimony. And I find sometimes that we have a decision to make in those difficult times mm-hmm. uh, because uh, I, I see the options as we can we can quit or we can surrender. Mm-hmm. And and though they, they may, you know, you may you may think that they're the same, but they're really not. Quitting mm-hmm. is saying, OK, I'm done. I'm not doing anything. I'm just mm-hmm. going to plant myself here and 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 just die. Mm-hmm. Uh, and surrender is, you know what, Lord, have your way. Yeah. Let your will be done. Let your kingdom come. And and they both require a similar action, but the outcome when you surrender is to say, you know what, now God can come in and take control. Kind of that question, are you done yet? Yes. Are you are you done? Can I do something now? Yeah. You know, and, and we we get to that that place where we're so drained and God says, Okay, now are you finished? Can I do something now? Yeah. You know, and he and he puts us in that place so he could he could do something. Yeah, I think a lot of times I find myself going, um, God, why aren't you doing something? Why aren't you blessing what I'm doing? And and I'm also can hear God saying, Oh, well, because that's what you're doing. <laughs> um, and uh, I don't, you know, one of the things I tell our people all the time is God's not in the business of blessing the work of our own hands. Mm-hmm. He's only in the business of blessing the work of His hands. That's and so right. I have to even remind myself sometimes: Is this God's work? And I have to make sure of that through prayer and Bible study, because that's the only work he's going to bless. When I try to do it in my own strength and try to come up with my own plans, even though they're doing good things, right. maybe even godly things, God's not going to bless them because that's not God's plan. Um, you know, and so we've I, I, we've really gotten our church to look that way. It's it's not our church; it's His church. God, what is your plan for mm-hmm. this church? And I found I found that God is not faithful to man. God is not faithful to men. He's faithful to his word. And if we can line up with his word, mm-hmm. then it's going to be blessed. It's, it's not going to be absent of, of trouble mm-hmm. or of storms, but it's going to be blessed because his word will not come back void. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's really, it's really, it comes down to obedience. Are you, are you ready to obey no matter what the cost? God is always faithful to his plans. Yes. And, uh, and, and although I think God's faithful to us, he seems like he's unfaithful to us at times because we're outside of his plan. That's right. Yeah. And and that's when he go, well, God's not being faithful to me right now. God's never stopped being faithful. I mean, look at the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. He was constantly faithful to his people. They were constantly unfaithful to him and then blamed God for not exactly. being faithful to him. But it wasn't God that was unfaithful. Um, so, yeah. Uh, 
And so we're, we're here and you're listening to Pastor Jerry Wyman. He is the pastor of Blue Jean Church. Pastor, tell me, where are you guys located? Uh, what, what time are your services? Where are you located? Well, we just moved. We're at 13875 Higgins Road, which is a couple blocks um, off of Nacogdoches. Nacogdoches, if you go down north on Nacogdoches or, or south, either way, when you get to Higgins, you can only go one direction. Right. Uh, so it's a couple blocks on Higgins there. It sits next to Northern Hills Elementary School. Um, and so we're currently just moved there um, Easter Sunday. Wow. And uh, we're sharing a church with uh, another church and our Hispanic church. So we got three churches sharing the same building. The same building. Tell me, tell me a little bit about that move, because that move is yeah. still fresh. Oh, yes. Uh, we just like Easter Sunday was our first Sunday in there. We had been in a, a storefront on Nacogdoches for about five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, before that, we were in a school, uh, did the mobile church thing. And uh, the place we were in was great. The uh, landlord there was good to us. But rent in, in a lot of those facilities is, is high. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was about to go up. and we were just struggling to, we were paying our bills. God's always been great to, you know, do that, but we just couldn't get ahead. Uh, and so we were looking at buildings, looked at property. We've been doing that for a couple of years with no success. And finally, probably the first year I just said, okay, God, I, I'm done looking. I'm done trying to figure this you out. You surrendered. I, yeah, that, that too. <laughs> uh, not that I didn't think God didn't want me to be looking. I just think right. God just wanted to go you know, show me that he's going to do this in his timetable. Right. Um, I, I don't think we were unfaithful in looking. Mm-hmm. I, I think we were truly seeking God, but it wasn't God's timetable. Right. Um, the church that we've, we've uh, kind of joined up with, um, it was just kind of a, uh, kind of a freakish thing in that one Sunday, one of my church members said, Hey, there's a church down the road that's got a sign up that they want to rent the church on Sunday. And I thought, well, what church rents their church on Sunday? It didn't make sense. Exactly. And it happened to be a building that we had looked at a few years ago about when it went up for sale. The church was moving. That church originally was moving, and we couldn't afford it. And so I thought, well, I'm going to go down here. And so I met with the pastor and come to find out, well, they, they do their services on Saturday. Exactly. And they needed somebody to come in and help with the cost of the mortgage and and uh, the cost of the facility and it's cost us a much less than what we were paying for rent. And it's wow. a beautiful facility. The sanctuary's fairly new. It's a beautiful facility. They just completely gutted and renovated their children's building. So it, it's a beautiful facility for a lot less uh, cost. And plus we're joining together with that church. Mm-hmm. Uh, they want to join together, do ministry together. So we got basically three churches that have decided to come together in one building to minister to the community. And wow. I think it's a great testament to what God wants to see happen in that area. So that is awesome. And and I love it that it's in my neighborhood. Yeah. So I drive I drive past it every once well, in a you'll while. You'll have to come once yes. in a time. Yes, yeah. I will. I will. And so now as we as we transition and we're looking at at a blue jean church, mm-hmm. talk to me. Where you know you talk to me about where that came from. You were you were you were kind of looking for something that was more authentic that was not so yes. so large and and produced and i heard i heard somebody tell me one time uh, referring to to their to their large church that uh, we have to feed the beast mm-hmm. you know we can't we can't move from here because now this large ministry requires so much mm-hmm. of us 
you know, and there's something to be said of a small ministry that is it's mobile, mm-hmm. it's agile. Uh, you're you're able to 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 meet, you know, people where they are and just be able to have that 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 touch, that personal touch. Tell me about about what how does that what does that mean at Blue Jean Church? When we started out, uh, one of the things we discussed was, like I mentioned, we looked at the book of Acts. What did the early church look like? And uh, there were a couple of things that came out of that that we wanted to be foundational. Uh, one was we wanted to be a church that was loving and acceptable to all people. Um, you say, well, all churches should be that way. Well, mm-hmm. in all honesty, that's not true. Mm. Uh, I wish it was true of all churches, but... Um, we had an interim between when we left the church we'd been at and we're building the startup of this. And we must have visited all 12, 14 churches throughout the northern north side of San Antonio. And honestly, we didn't feel loved and accepted at a lot wow. of churches. And that, that's sad to say. But there were a few that, that really were great patterns of that. So we wanted to be a church that no matter who you were, no matter what race you were, no matter what your background was, no matter what your economic status was, you could come in and be family from the beginning. Wow. So that's been a key for us. Really, if you came in our church, you're going to see, I would say not the average church member mm-hmm. because we're very multi-ethnic, um, very unusual even in a lot of churches today, very multi-ethnic. And it's it's a group of people, blue jean church, mm-hmm. okay? It's not a dress-up church. Um, most people are in blue jeans and T-shirts and casual and you say, well, I ought to dress up more. One of the things we figured out, you'd be surprised how many people don't have dress-up clothes. Mm. So they can't trap, they can't go to some of these churches because they're going to walk in and, and they automatically feel alienated because they— They don't have Sunday best. They don't have Sunday best. They got These are blue-collar people for the mm-hmm. most part who are just good people. Yeah. Um, we also wanted to go— we don't want one of the things that I've struggled with over the years in ministry is the politics that so often is in church. Right. And we said from the beginning, we don't want to have politics. That politics is not going to happen. We're not going to have people against people. We're not going to talk bad about people. We're not going to talk bad about the pastor. Not that, you know, I get hung up on that. But literally our people just don't do that. And and when people come into our church, and it's only happened a couple of times. We've had a couple of times where people come in that wanted to cause problems and wanted to talk negatively. I literally pull them aside and say, we just don't do that here. Right. Um, and, and if it continues to happen, we've, we've done it a couple of times where we've asked people, go, this just isn't the church for you. Now, I know some people say, oh, you can't do that. Well, my job as a pastor is to protect the flock. That's right. And, and I really think politics really has no place in the church. That's there. right. And so if you let people stand like that, then they build a group of people that want to gripe and complain. And then you've got politics coming mm-hmm. in. We don't have politics. So, I mean, we've been almost 10 years and I could say there's no politics. There's no people running around talking bad about each other or the pastor. Now that doesn't mean sometimes there's not disagreements, but right. we, we deal with those disagreements um, as the Bible tells us to. Do I have people sometimes disagreements? Sure I do. They come to me, we sit down, we lovingly talk about it, we hug and, it's yeah. done, you yeah. know, as it should be done. Um, and so we wanted to create that atmosphere where people felt they could walk in yeah. and feel comfortable. The only thing we're not going to keep away from them is the truth of the, the, the word. Mm-hmm. That's going to cause people to be uncomfortable. That's but right. If that's that's the only thing it should be uncomfortable about church, about church. Is I, when feel, I feel like truth. if if people want to talk, if they want to be entertained, 
put it that way. If they want entertainment, they can go to the movie theater and uh, to a concert. They can go to wherever. Uh, if if they want to talk politics, they can go mm-hmm. into their circles, or they could put the TV on, and they could find you know where they will they'll talk about that. Uh, but if they want healing, mm-hmm. if they want hope, mm-hmm. if they want peace, if they want to praise God, mm-hmm. you know, then they they know where to go for that, and that's church. Yeah, we we just I can't tell you. People come in our church and go, wow, you've got such a loving, accepting group of people. And we do. I just love our people. We we just have such great people who just are family. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have we'll have social things like we'll have a church picnic or we'll have a some big thing like that. And it's amazing to watch kids from different families sitting with different parents. Yeah. Because it's it's a big family. But look at the early church. That's the way it was. They were a big family. They shared with one another. For example, like even at Christmas, the first year we were we did our church, there were a lot of people who had needs at Christmas, and we tried to meet all those financially. We just took money out of the church and did those. That was the first year. Yeah. Since then, I can't remember doing that because that doesn't mean the needs weren't still there, but people in our church knew of the needs, wow. and they met the needs. And that's wow. really cool. That's uh, a great you thing. Got people are so sensitive to one another that they sense the needs and they help people out. Um, there's many times I hear somebody helping somebody, you know, they help and put the fence, the fence fell in there where we're helping them rebuild their fence. I found out about two weeks later. I, yeah. They just did it. Um, and there wasn't a committee there to do a, that or a board meeting to do that. <laughs> people just do it. Uh, they and just, that is the church. That is the church. But, uh, Pastor, I want you to invite San Antonio uh, to, to church. Give them a word. Why, why should, why should we come to, to Blue Jean Church. Uh, somebody driving around the city today is wondering, uh, I, need, I need the Lord. I need to reconnect with church. Where should I go? Give them a reason. Well, I think if you want a church that's going to love and accept you as you are, that's it. Now, I'll be honest with you, come as you are, but we don't want you to stay that way. Yes. We're going to be, we don't shy away from the truth of the gospel. We, don't, we stay true to, the, to God's word. I think that's another foundation of truth. We're going to stay true to the Bible. We're not going to, cut things out of the Bible. We're not going to compromise the truth. If you want to hear the truth, but be loved and accepted at the same time and, and come to know the real hope that, and the love that Christ has for us. I think too many, too many people out here think that, that God's this guy with a stick. Mm. The truth of the matter is God loves you. Yes. And he's, he's got a great plan for your life. He thinks you're special and we do too. And yeah. I think it, when the church embraces those things of thinking that that every person coming is special and they're all loved. Um, I think that's when uh, God can do some real change in their lives. And so love to have you Sunday, 10 o'clock. We have life groups that meet throughout the week. And uh, we also have a Hispanic church that meets at one o'clock. If you uh, need a Hispanic church, we have a a Hispanic pastor, Pastor Valenzuela, who uh, leads our Hispanic service at one o'clock on Sundays. All right, Pastor, I'm going to give you, Put you on the spot for for sixty seconds. Okay, give me give me one point of of ser- Sunday sermon. One point from Sunday sermon. Yeah, give me a little word. Well, preach s- preach to San Antonio. What did you preach? Uh, well, we talked a lot about surrender. I think okay. that's one of the things that uh, we talk a lot about. In that God just wants us to surrender to Him. Put our hands in the air and go, God, I can't do this. I think when mm-hmm. we realize that God wants us to surrender. And then live out of the overflow of his yes. love. 
I think living out of the overflow is the key to the Christian life. Mm-hmm. When we go, I can't, but I'm just going to stay focused on you and let you pour your love into me and then overflow that love onto other people. Um, and uh, so I think that's great. Wow, that's great. So, Thank you. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're looking for a church, San Antonio, a place to, that's, that's not going to judge you, just going to love you. Yeah. And I love what you said. I say that too. Come as you are, but don't stay as you are. Right. That's the key. That's the key. Uh, church, churches, is, they come together. Church should come together to love one another and to love the world. And so at Blue Jean Church, that's what you're going to get. And I thank you for listening to uh, Church of the Week here on in San Antonio's KSLR, uh, AM 630, The Word. And we had today uh, Pastor Jerry Wyman at Blue Jean Church. Pastor, one more thing. Could you close us out in prayer? I'd love to. Lord, we just thank you so much for your great love for us. We know that you love us. Lord, that love is never ending. It's beyond our imagination how much you love us. And so, Lord, would you allow us to rest in that love, to rest in your comfort and your peace? Lord, cleanse us of those things where we get in the way and and the unrighteousness that we let to come in our life. And, Lord, just fill us with you. Lord, we want you to fill us to where we overflow your love onto all around us. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing in our church and our families. Thank you so much for my family uh, that's so loving and supporting. And thank you for our church family and the church family throughout San Antonio. And we pray their blessings on all of those. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You can find Blue Jean Church on the web at bluejeanchurch.org. Also on Facebook uh, at Blue Jean Church. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're on 13. 13- 875 Higgins Road, which is right off of Nacogdoches. I would say in between Nacogdoches and Stahl. Yep. Uh, there's there's a new gas station right down the street sure from is. there. And so they're the church. They meet on Sundays at 10 a.m. And so come on by, meet Jerry. He's a great guy. You're going to love him. God bless you, San Antonio. Thank you for listening to Church of the Week. God bless. Thank you for joining us today as we featured our AM630 The Word Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at am630theword.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.